Welcome to the eCoach Football Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, self-proclaimed Premier League expert, Conal O'Shea. How are you, Conal? Not too bad, Ethan. Excited to be part of the eCoach. Yeah, you've hassled me enough for project. long. I know. I want to share my opinions with the world, you know. <laughs> Conal and me, just for the record, argue about football regularly. And for the last two to three weeks, we haven't talked about football that much. Because we've been prepping for this. So I expect fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we'll be joined by Jeff Lahart, but unfortunately Jeff cannot make it tonight for undisclosed reasoning. But he will be here next week, hopefully. See you then, Jeff. So, did you enjoy the weekend? Yeah. Um, interest, different kind of dynamic to last year where you get to watch every single game. And you know they're all spread out, but... Um, you don't get to see as much as you usually do, but still was able to. What do you watch. think of the refereeing? Um, I didn't take much notice of it myself in terms of it, but it was. I saw a lot of good feedback, and they let the games flow a lot more. Um, they weren't taking as long over, um, bar decisions. So um, I think that's good because the Euros really was quite eye opening in terms of how kind of good refereeing can make the games a lot more entertaining and kind of a lot more better atmosphere and I, I think the fans also helped that as well kind of put pressure on the rest not to kind of take too there was long. a lot of challenges going in tough challenges yeah that, that's, that's Guardiola's tactics aren't going to work anymore <laughs> straight into it <laughs> um, going red um, yeah it's tactics of winning winning no but seriously do does English football, if this goes on, it's great to watch. It was so good to watch. Yeah. Like People were getting pummeled over and <laughs> the play was just going on. It was great. Then And it's challenges that are borderline and they're letting them go, which is cool. Do England run the risk of going back to the way it was in, say, 2003, 2004 to 2007, 8 time? Yeah, I think thinking football in general, that is a tricky kind of fine line to hit in terms of player welfare and entertainment so it, it is tricky and, and I think the refs hopefully will find a good balance I didn't hear of any serious injuries over the weekend I don't know you might be able to correct me on that not yet not yet anyway but um, so I don't think there was but if players do start getting seriously injured I imagine there will be some sort of backlash on the refs for for kind of not managing the game well because it's more about a situation with if you let the first two or three go and then the same guy goes in the fourth time, that's when it becomes the ref's issue. Because what about Sterling and... Tanganga. Tanganga. Which... I think he made five fouls before he was booked. I know Fernandinho yeah. gets away with that regularly, but... I did see that comparison where Tanganga has taken a leaf out of Fernandinho's book. But <laughs> yeah, not knowing, knowing not how to get booked. But it was a bit ridiculous at some point, because there wasn't even like little... It was yeah. little foul, but some of them were... I, I think yeah, I think maybe that's a bit different than kind of letting the game flow. I think if if a guy is cynically fouling, then I book as quickly as possible. But you, you know, sometimes and I think it's more to let teams play. But with, with Tangang and, and kind of those situations with fullbacks and wingers, you know, you should really book them as early as possible because otherwise, then they get a free hit again. You know, they're going to keep doing it, and, and you can't really give a go straight from like say two half yellow cards yeah. into a red card you have to give the yellow first for 
It's almost as if there's a time limit sometimes, isn't there? Like yeah, after the 30 minute yeah. mark, it's like, yeah, now we'll start booking people. Oh, after the 70 minute mark, you get booked for nothing. Like, it's, like the, it's, like the, it's like the ref has to hit a quota, you know? And he just like, it's like, doesn't want to put himself at risk of sending people off. I think that's the thing as well. It's, it's easier for them to give spread the bookings around. We were at an underage game the other day, uh, myself and Jeff, and when someone got booked, someone shouted from the sidelines, that's more money for the FAI. What do you think of that? Um, <laughs> I don't really want to make it that because I really need to understand that guy's um, psyche. Yeah, where he's going with that. Do, they do get fines for bookings, though, do they? Or is it just red cards? I know we do. I wasn't too sure. This uh, is this. Uh, what age this it was under seventeen. This uh, I'm not going to say the team, just obviously for um, legal reasons and all that, but. I'm. This is the first I've heard of it. I knew clubs got fines when we were we were underage, but this was a League of Ireland team, uh, underage, and I suppose they would get fined. But they didn't know they get fined for yellow cards. From from my memory of playing in Carlow, I know. Was when we were uh, when we were. It didn't maybe youths maybe under seventeens. Then you started getting fines for bookings like fifty euro or something, but underage. I don't remember. I'd say you picked up a few amount of fines. I don't remember having to go to anything. Oh, there you go. I didn't play a whole lot at that age. <laughs> We're good. Let's start off with this weekend's matches. Talk about United. United leads. Yeah. So, very good start for Man United. Very good start for Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> As must have in, in fantasy football, I think, you know. I don't have them on my team. I think XG is a real thing, and I think that will come down at some point. Yeah. No, I don't. I think Bruno's a great player. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And it was just negligence, me not putting him in my fantasy team. Yeah, I can understand. I was considering not putting him in as well until I realised everyone else was going to have him in. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too much of a risk. But, and I did not expect him to get... Probably one of his... It's his first hat-trick for Man United, and probably his three of his... Best goals I think his. I think now. Don't quote me on this, but I think his xG from the shots he took was zero point six nine altogether. Yeah, it was. Quite and he low. scored three goals from that. I think Man United were in around only in around one point seven. They mark. were one point seven, but see, okay, they scored five goals. They were very efficient. But United's xG for the audience that don't know what xG is, xG is expected goals. So according to statistics, the amount of goals the team are expected to score. United was 1.7, Manchester United, and Leeds United were 0.7, so not even a goal. Nearly a goal, but not really, not e- just not even a goal. Well, uh, I think that's an okay start. Yeah, for Leeds. For United, Yeah, it, in it, Manchester. It, it, it was, they took their chances, like Mason Green's goal was, was very, very yeah. good, um, and Bruno's was, was, was his, third, his third goal. Yeah. yeah, it was very, very good. They were very good goals, and I, I agree with you on that point. Those won't last forever, but it, they're still they were quite clinical, which is also a factor. You know. I know I said this to you during the week, and I, I said to Connell that, yeah, XG has to be obeyed, and the law of statistics has to be obeyed. And as much as I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm an avid Liverpool fan, just for the audience, I want United's goals to dry up. But Bruno Fernandes is, as he's shown at Sporting Lisbon at Manchester United. I don't have his exact stats, but I can get them up maybe while you're talking, Cunha, at some stage. 
but they are extremely efficient and Mason Greenwood is the same with his finishing everyone rave, yeah. rants and raves about it his finishing is extremely efficient yeah so maybe United could be like an outlier in terms of XG and they could actually score more than what they're expected to on a regular basis I don't know it, but it scares me <laughs> Bielsa obviously is fantastic and I'm sure his knowledge of football is way beyond that we could fathom like at all but is that not negligent to set out his team and it's entertaining and it's fantastic but is that not negligent to set about your team to just go and play against United where there's Pogba Bruno Fernandes Mason Greenwood even Danny James could Danny James because he's so fast he's not so fast but he's fast and he's really good at dribbling with the ball on the counter-attack not to mention Luke Shaw as well is that not negligent yeah but or is it entertaining football yeah I, I, I've always been kind of a Bielsa doesn't get as much of a hard time as he deserves I think yeah it's, it's entertaining and it works and when it works it's amazing yeah but yeah, going to comparison like someone like Sean Dyche when it works it's not amazing but he still gets the same kind of results I know Leeds finished quite well but that was when they were playing against a lot of teams who didn't have a whole lot to play for let um, me have a look go on keep talking yeah I think Leeds finished quite well no they did finish well but or 10 last season um, Leeds achieved 7 more points than they probably should have According to expected points, which once again is to do with expected goals and expected assists. So, so they had seven more points than they should have. That's interesting because I always would have thought last year that Patrick Bamford did not score as many goals as he should have, even though he scored 17, 18 goals last season. Um, I felt like he missed a lot of chances. Maybe there was other people on the team kind of making it I think he first. did. You think he, uh, he was high up in big chances missed as well when yeah. I was looking at those statistics the other day. So it'll be, it'll be Leeds will be interesting this year because will it be a situation where if he keeps playing the same way, teams are going to figure them out like Man United did? Whether that was just Leeds hadn't kind of just didn't get going, United were too good for them, or will it be a long term thing? Because I think Leeds are playing Everton this weekend, which would be interesting to see how that how that goes because smarter managers might figure Bielsa out. I think so. Rafa Benitez is very pragmatic, and if he sets up a team to. Sit in the sit in his uh, own half and go on the counter attack with the likes of Andres Townsend. Uh, is Demari Gray playing now? Yeah, he started is, is, he started at the weekend, so he he could play. Yeah, he's good on the counter attack. Remember with Leicester City that season? I know he wasn't the main figure, yeah. but he was still. Uh, he was was not Leicester last year. Bayer Leverkusen. No, with uh, when they won the league. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And when he came on, remember they were yeah. counter attacking. Um, but they, I think, I think Bielsa, and I really like their style of play, we'll finish it up after this because I want to talk about United more, but is it a case where I love his football, I think it's fantastic and it's really good to watch and I suppose that's why we watch football because we get to see games like that which was amazing. Yeah. But is it a case where he plays teams that are tailor-made for Leeds, like Manchester United? I know they beat City, but City on their day, if Guardiola doesn't overthink it, can really do damage on a Leeds team. I don't remember the exact I, I results think, from last year, but I think that if they, if they set up in a certain way, I think they could. 
City didn't beat Leeds last year, no. Uh, but they, I, they I, I, City are a team. Uh, look, that can happen, obviously. But but um, I think I I think it, it's it's more City actually suit Leeds style of play because they like to have the ball, but Man United don't. So. But what I'm saying with the type of player City have, I know Guardiola has them in a in a, a really structured system in terms of they know their roles, they know what they have to do, and that is excellent. But if they let loose a little bit, they let their players have a bit more freedom. And Guardiola won't because it's Guardiola's style of play. But in terms of that type of player, City, not the exact same as Manchester United, but similar types of players in terms of not as fast on the counter-attack, but still really skillful, really dynamic, really forward players. Players who think progressively can really put damage on a Leeds team. Yeah. And that can be really bad for Leeds, especially if, say, just by chance it can happen. If you're a mid-table team, you can get sucked into a relegation battle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, then goal difference may come into account. And you've been pumped by Man United 5-1. You might have been pumped by Manchester City 5-6-1. And I know viewers will be like, City didn't beat Leeds last year. I know, but they are susceptible. They are susceptible. Yeah. Maybe even against a, a Leicester team that are good on the counter-attack oh, as well. Yeah. Against an Everton team, maybe with even more dynamic players this season. I know Townsend and Demarie Gray aren't going to set the world alight. But their progressive thinking they go forward with the ball I think yeah I think Leeds play on, on quite a tipping point it is one way or the other it's either great and like they beat just because that came into my head when you said it was they beat Leicester 4-1 last year I think in the King Power and like when it works it's it's brilliant but it's, it, 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 it is will as I said this year teams figure it out and it is one thing I said uh, one before we probably need to move on at some stage but I think with Leeds Leeds one thing I'll say it's is the Leeds podcast yeah, one, thing, one thing with Leeds is, is they were missing Calvin Phillips at the weekend so that and uh, Llorente Llorente yeah so they were so weaker um, yeah and I don't think Click usually plays in midfield is, is, does he always start um, I'm unsure I'm not sure um, I saw it was Click Dallas and I think was it Cock was playing in, yeah. in, midf- in midfield so uh, that that was quite weak and he probably wasn't able to kind of hold the ball as much as you might yeah, with players. that's a good so point. It, it wasn't great for Leeds, it didn't look great, but I would still have confidence they'll do well. Um, and that's, that's really it. Yeah. Just for the record, yeah, I'm sure Connell definitely feels the same way as you just said. And I feel Leeds will be fine. We just love a bit of, uh, bit of ranting and raving. Yeah. Let's talk about United and let's rant and rave. Let's lay into um, them. Yeah. So good performance. We talked about that. We talked about Bruno Fernandez, Pogba. Yeah, I, I, I said this last year as well. Um, when Pogba played, Man United were a better team. Bruno wasn't as influential in terms of he there wasn't much pressure on him, which I think suits him. Yeah. Um, he was still able to kind of drift in and out of games. There was someone else to occupy him. Um, because he he struggled a bit when he had say, Rashford, Martial, Cavani, even uh, Dan James where none of those players are going to get the ball they're looking to, to kind of move on to the ball or take passes take through balls so I think having two players in there whether he'll work in the two or with with Fred or McTominay or whether he'll play in the three behind Cavani and, or Martial whoever plays up top so you're that, saying Pogba helps Bruno Fernandes I think offensively I think I think the whole, that's a lot of teams are like that if, if, yeah. you, if you've won player that wants to get the ball um, it's always a, a struggle like, and a, a lot of teams do that one thing that Pep when he came to City was, was his thing is people didn't think he could play De Bruyne and David Silva like mm-hmm. one had to play in the wing or one had to yeah, play yeah. he played both of them as attacking midfielders and 
you know, it's like, oh, let's mark De Bruyne and then you'll still. So I think the same kind of thing could work for Man United with Pogba and Bruno. How he, they, they're going to use him, it'll be interesting. If they use him like they did on Saturday, it'll be, it'll be great. But, but yeah, I think that's kind but of... That game was tailor-made for them, I think. Yeah. I'm not saying that because I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm not salty. United were excellent. Pogba was excellent. That game was tailor-made, though. Leeds literally played like it was a five-a-side. Yeah. It was literally like it was a five-a-side. That, that's what they, they can do. They're going to do Leeds, but sometimes they'll have better players on the pitch to manage... It'll be interesting when we get 10 to 15 games in and we'll obviously keep up to date with this podcast and just see how Pogba is doing. Do you think Pogba will be at United this time next season? Um, no, he's out of contract next summer, isn't he? Do you think he'll sign? Resign? Um, I think he'll give this season a go, um, depending on how much faith Ole Gunnar Solskjaer... Once you get by, though, it's February, March, do you really resign? You're kind of gone at that point, aren't you? Um, yeah, that's, that's a good when point. Contract talks to kind of stop. I, 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 I think it, it kind of depends on him, really. Yeah, I, I, I actually not sure. He's never really made it at, at United, really. Like he hasn't no. put a stamp on 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 the club. He's been a really good player for them. Yeah, if you, if you ignore the price tag, which in modern sense it's still a lot of money, but it's not as much as it was at the time. Yeah, but. Paul Pogba has been good for United. He is given a harsh time. I don't think he's as good as United fans make him out to be, but I don't think he's necessarily as bad as other make fans it. make him out to be. I, agree. I think I think I think tactically tactically I do think he's negligent. Yeah. I think defensively he can be very negligent. And I'm not saying he's I don't even think I think he's a really bright person. I think he's intelligent. I just think in a football sense Yeah. I don't think he's smart. I think, yeah, I'm going to make kind of two points there. Is kind of, the first one is, is why I would have said earlier it depends how they use him, as like how, whether it'll be in the two, and that's going to be tricky for Oya, which is something you wouldn't typically hear about world-class players. Um, so that's why you wouldn't put him up there with the likes of those. But then you watch him for France. Every time he plays for France, he's like, like one of the best players in the world. Like he's just, hmm. he just That system, obviously, that they play him in with Kante beside him. Um, suits him so well. I'm like. going to watch more France games just to to see that because I hear that a lot that he's really, really good for France. But I, I watched the uh, the Euros. I th- I thought he was good in the Euros. I thought he was good. He was good. Yeah. But am I ranting and raving? But you could see, could have said that for Kylian Mbappe as well, and yeah, everyone yeah. knows Kylian Mbappe is a world class player. So. Let's talk about one more thing, United, because we could go on about Pogba all day. One more uh, quick thing, Varane. What do you think? I think it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to work because he is, like, two years ago, you would have said, maybe even a year ago, um, you would have said he's the best one of the best centre-backs in the world, like, top three. He has had a bit of a decline, um, but I still think he's a top... Small bit, but... Yeah, it wouldn't be... He just got slipped out of the top five. Do defense. you think, and this is stupid, you can't put them in the same pattern, it's real Paul Merson stuff we're saying here. Do you think this echoes a lot of the Di Maria transfer to United? How do you mean? I, I think the Remember when he came and it was, this has changed us, we are going to be the best, this is the be-all and end-all, this is the third best player in the world we're getting. I don't know how United fans thought that, and that's a quote from United fans, several United fans that I know. And so much Twitter. But, yeah. And they said, Angel Di Maria was the third best player in the world. And it was fantastic. And he was going to change them. And, obviously, we know what happened. 
Do you no. think it'll be the same with Varane? No, I think it's a bit different with Varane because I think the Sancho one has been kind of labelled that more than the Varane one is mm-hmm. and he's the step above. But I think they actually needed a centre-back Man United. So that's why I'd be interested to see how he works with Maguire because Lindelof is... He's a decent player, but he's never going to be in a centre-back partnership that wins the league, say, you know? Yeah. Varane and Maguire could be. I could see that, but Lindelof is just kind of that one level too too short. Even I think the price tag they're paid for Lindelof is the same as Varane, 40 million, something along those lines. One year left on contract, and let's be honest, Varane is probably on yeah. twice as much money as Lindelof, maybe not but, but maybe I think three he's a, times. He's a big step up from Lindelof, so I think it will be a very good signing, and I'll go back to try and make a point that sounds like Paul Merson or someone oh, I've been there to see how he does in the Premier League <laughs> even though, even though I, don't, I don't like saying that because players but top quality players can play anywhere so I'd be fairly confident that he will make a difference I can be very good for Man United because they do have a really good backline now I think wan and Luke Shaw I think they're both very good Yeah. Um, and now with Maguire has, has improved a lot in the last year so I think it'll be interesting to see the big thing with them is who the hell's going to play in goal <laughs> I'm surprised though United didn't you know bump up the extra cash and splash out a more quality centre back. You know what I mean, like Ben Davis. Ben Davis <laughs> or Ben White. <laughs> ben White, sorry. <laughs> ben Davis, either or. <laughs> ben Davis is actually on our side now. Ben Davis is gone Sheffield to Sheffield United. United. Yeah, on loan, and yeah, I, for five hundred grand, Liverpool got for the loan fee, and they get an extra five hundred grand if Sheffield United get promoted. Great business, that's in separate note though. Just one more thing on Varane. Your decision for Real Madrid is to sell Ramos and Varane, or get rid of, when they sell, get rid of Varane and Ramos in the world. Well, they're putting money into the Mbappe fund. It's true. That's true, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's two, uh, two centre-backs, to, two of your best centre-backs to be sold in, or to be to leave in the one. I think it'll be interesting to see how Varane does. I think he will be good, and I think it'll be a step up from Lindelof, but I do not think he'll be... The saviour everyone thinks he is, I'll probably come back to in like a year's time to be like, oh, okay, United won the league <laughs> and they kept them the league. clean cheese. They could win the league, but it might be down to him. He, like, I, it's I true. Um, we'll see anyway, because it, it, it is interesting to see how we'll work with Maguire, because Maguire has been improving. And, Maguire's been excellent. Yeah. And I've had to eat my words on that because I didn't think Maguire was good in the past. So I, we don't I have agree. to dwell on that too long, Connell, of me being wrong. Let's talk about Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. We'll touch on that, then we'll get into the everything game. Um, yeah, so I think the Chelsea-Crystal Palace game is a lot easier than the last game. Are you worried? Chelsea, yeah. That's one of the things I have written down for Chelsea is that, yeah, I think they're serious contenders. I think that they invest, as they're the closest team to invest as much as City do. Um, and and it, the only thing with Chelsea is why they haven't won as many Premier Leagues as Man City I know they won the Champions League last year which was a great achievement for, for Thomas Tuchel Absolutely. it's just they, the, the issue is they keep because they switch their managers so often you're stuck with players that managers don't want that they've spent a certain amount of money on it's a system that they've shown has worked it worked short term but it, it short term I think but they just surely surely I know they, and their academy has obviously produced Tammy Abraham's gone for 40 million yeah um Mason Mountain, Mason Mount, Reece James, Reece James, Reece James, James. Uh, Tamori gone to AC Milan for thirty yeah, million. This like. Trevor Chalaba that played at the weekend didn't even know who he was three weeks ago. So it's it's the thing with Chelsea though is I don't just, like Chelsea, but it works. Yeah. Just to finish my point is I think. The big thing I'm worried about Chelsea is the fact they did win the Champions League last year and now Thomas Tuchel will be given time because he got a team mid-season that were, but probably weren't going to finish fourth if they kept going where they were. 
So now he's obviously given him money, a lot of money this summer to get the likes of Lukaku. Um, they're still in for a centre back. I, I can't think of anyone else, but I feel like they have made other signings um, <laughs> this summer. Have they? They've had Lukaku. They've had. Let me check it out then. Let me tell you something in the meantime then. So, Chelsea's uh, finished ten points under what they uh, what they were expected to oh, finish. Yeah, with. They, they were. Yes, yeah, so he's turned the team around that six months ago. Well, nine months ago, nearly this stage, when Lampard got sacked, that were on track not to finish in the top four. He turned them into Champions League winning teams. Like the biggest thing was, uh, like, is that in this Champions League semi final they were favourites against Real Madrid from a team that a couple of months ago you would have, you know, they were very impressive in the Champions League games. They kind of struggled a bit at the Premier League at the end, but that was because the priority was the Champions League. They had a few. Bad games, Look, that's okay. That's normal. And that's oh, all yeah, part yeah. of this XG thing. Like in those games, so most of them. I don't think the last one. I think the last one was tough for them. But the last game of the season was against. Villa. They lost, I think, two or three. Villa. Ones. I actually have the XG here. Ooh, see what I mean? Their expected goals in that game was three point four three. They lost two one. Yeah. Villa's expected goals was zero point nine eight. And not even a the goal. Chelsea goal was a penalty. If, if I'm not, because I feel like Jorginho oh. scored as well. So you know they didn't score from open play, and he was. I think Jorginho finished as their top goal scorer. Seven their, goals, yeah, yeah. The top goal scorer. So that's why Lukaku is massive transfer. Like he is top. What do you think he'll do? We'll move on after this one because we know Chelsea are a threat. How do you think Lukaku will do? I think it'll be very interesting to see. I assume based on how well he did last year, he's going to stick to a system of. 3-4-3 with Mount as one in the front three Lukaku as the other interesting to see who he goes with as the third because like, there's so many options they have if Werner plays he has score more goals he will this yeah, season and he'll play from the left there won't be as much pressure but then I think I really rate Kai Havertz as well he was very good he'll get goals as well yeah. not many but he, if yeah. he gets 6-7-8 goals Werner gets 12-13 Lukaku yeah. gets his regular what 15-16 plus probably score more he's a more rounded player now at 28, 29 years old, he's coming into his physical peak. Yeah. And imagine he probably wasn't at his physical peak before and what he was like before and he's going to be at his physical peak now. And also in terms of tactically going to Italy, playing in a different league where they actually sit behind the ball. I watched an interview with Lukaku the other day on um, Chelsea FC or was it his press conference? I can't remember. But he talked about how Conte, it was with Chelsea, sorry, the Chelsea website, and he talked about how Conte helped him. Conte said to him last season, he said, if you don't get this right, you won't play. They have Lortaro Martinez. Yeah. They're more than happy to stick him in there. And at Inter Milan, he learned how to be the focal point rather than just the counter-attacking or running in behind striker like he, always, he has always been. So he's learned. He's added another dimension to his game where I think we're going to see a well-rounded striker. I'm not saying he's going to be Thierry Henry. I'm not saying he's going to be Didier Drogba. But we're going to see a more well-rounded striker that's going to be not just impact the game with his goals. He won't just impact the game with his goals. He oh, will do really, top, really top well. Quality, top quality striker. You can tell from all the transfer fees that have been going around <laughs> from over the years. But I think, just to kind of finish on that maybe for this game, it's just that Chelsea will be interested when we were thinking out loud there about the players that can play up top with him. If he was, if Tuchel would think of playing Mount beside Kante just to get more players into the team, 
Um, because you can't play against yeah Havertz on the bench, Pulisic, like they're he's gonna want to get those players unless one of them is gonna be leaving. So yeah, yeah, it's it'll be interesting because I think Mount can play there. Um, it might be a, a situation where he plays there against the likes of Crystal Palace, and then when they play, you know, stronger teams, yeah, they they'll put Mount up there and they play Kovacic and Kante or uh, Pretty Jorginho. <laughs> one of Chelsea's best players over the last night. I knew I was missing someone. It wasn't Kovacic, isn't the the first choice for Kante? Yeah, so yeah, I suppose you can't really leave out either. Either. So don't count Chelsea out this season. They, I think, they're going to be the biggest threat to City oh, this definitely, year. Definitely. definitely. I, do, I still think City will do it, but I do think Chelsea on fifty-five, forty-five. I really want Liverpool to be in there with a shout, but it's just. I, th- I think it'll just they'll just get caught out because we'll talk about Liverpool in a bit let's talk about Everton Southampton um, yeah not a talk, tell me about the game uh, what do you think I only saw as I said a small bit of highlights but I'm really interested to see as I said two things the signings that both teams have made and the, the sales and, and kind of Everton are going to be an interesting thing going back to the points we were making about Chelsea about you know Rafa Benitez is inheriting um, Carlo Ancelotti's team you know, yeah. is James Rodriguez going to come back in? I, I don't know. Because he's, he's changed him up with... Because last year they played quite narrow, Ancelotti. This year he's clearly has a different vision by signing Damari Gray and Andros Townsend, who are wingers. And he wants to play there. I, I didn't kind of see how they lined up exactly. I knew the personnel. Um, but I didn't get to see enough of the game to understand whether Richardson was probably playing upside Calvert-Lewin. Or, um, I get the line of now. Yeah, I I know it was the personnel. It just it's it's a weird weird mix of players that um kind of because you have then you know it. it Anderson and Demary Gray were two of the most interesting transfers I think of the summer because <laughs> both players were seen surplus to requirements at other clubs in the Premier League. Richarlison was just behind Calvert Lewin. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, two defensive midfielders, Allen and Decore. Yeah. Townsend, great goal, Townsend, Damari Gray, and Richarlison, three attacking midfielders. Probably, yeah. obviously, a four-two-three-one. Typical Benitez. He loves that five in midfield. He loves being compact. Yeah. They came from one 0 down. Yeah, I, I was a Liverpool manager. I know football evolves, but I do you think it was just a more of a quality? Think it was quality, through? yeah. Because it, I don't. If you saw Adam Armstrong's in goal, Wilson it, it Park was, as well, it was it was a mistake by the defense. Adam Armstrong's goal, so yeah. I, I wouldn't know a lot. What I know, we'll talk talk about Everton, but kind of Southampton would be one of my tips to go down this year. Like they're they've they're they always do this where they they get into a nice position. And then really, they like I don't they, understand. Southampton should be a solidified Premier League club at this stage. They don't seem to spend as well as they sell. <laughs> You know, they, they, but they've been here since what, eleven, twelve? Yeah, was eleven, twelve with uh, Nigel Atkins? Twelve, thirteen was their first season. It was, yeah. No, it was eleven, twelve. Remember, City they played City. Yeah, no, City played them the first game of twelve, thirteen, and that was their first game back up. Yeah, I think it was right, yeah, because yeah. they came from League One into the Championship, and then yeah. they went from the cha- straight away Championship straight away, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had been in the Premier League in the in the Of course, sorry, because Chamberlain was with them, wasn't he? The uh, in eleven twelve, wasn't he? And they you signed for Arsenal that year, and he was in yeah. the Championship. Yeah, sorry. So they were there twelve thirteen. They beat City, I think, that season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've been here for what nearly ten years. <sighs> Is it Stoke again? I know the yeah. quality of players, but let's just say 
in the sense of they're there, they're a team, and all of a sudden they might just slip through the trap door. Could be too early to say, but oh God almighty, Vestergaard gone. Danny Ings gone. Danny Ings gone. Who else is gone? I'm pretty sure more are gone. Ryan Bertrand gone. Ryan Bertrand gone. Leicester Wolves. What do you think? Like, It was it was one game, I said I, I only saw the highlights because all, all those games at three o'clock, um, that, the highlights were even boring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was kind of, you know, there wasn't... There's no football in. that's ever boring. <laughs> it was a very nice goal by Jamie Vardy. Um, good to see that he's still... Has it. It's probably good because of him and, and the new signings. That Barcelona will be linked with him next week. Yeah. He's linked with every striker in Europe at this stage. Yeah, 34, 35 he is now. Um, but Iheanacho's probably out the door now with the new striker. Um, Daka. Daka. So. Do you think Iheanacho's out the door? It just gives them options, I think. Yeah, it gives them options. Um, whether Based on how well he did at the end of last season, where he'll be happy at his age to stay. So... Um, but it was good good to see Ricardo Pereira back because he's a, he's a quality player and he's been gone for a while and he got the assist for Vardy's goal um, and then I suppose just to touch on Wolves they're I've no idea what to expect from them this year I've looked really really like they've got good quality I'm looking at their starting lineup. like you look at Connor Cody is excellent not excellent but he's yeah. a really good he's a, he's he's a Premier League centre-back he's, he's still got the same assistant the new manager which was so interesting yeah. I know he's old, but he's good. Max Kilman I love because he's really good at futsal. Yeah, and he's really good <laughs> so at futsal. It gets brought up every time. <laughs> uh, Ruben Neves. Yeah. Trincao as well. Like did that guy from Barcelona? That was an interesting. Yeah, he played. Him. He played on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jimenez playing. Yeah. Fantastic. I didn't think I'd ever see it. I've, yeah. I've, hey, have a drink of water for Real Jimenez there. <laughs> Adama Traore started. I saw. Um, I might be slightly off with my numbers, but Adama Traore, you know, interesting player. Seven goals and I think 106 Premier League games. That's just not good enough. <laughs> Do you want to hear an interesting stat to counter that, maybe, to a certain extent? But only in the short term, then. Yeah. He got in and they lost, according to FootMob, the, the app. FootMob is really good, guys. This isn't a paid advertisement. Jesus, no. But <laughs> FootMob. Not there yet. <laughs> maybe it will be FootMob if you're listening. Footmob is a great app, gives you loads of good stats on loads of leagues in football. They gave Adama Traore man of the match. Oh, I, saw, I saw he got a very good rating and, and he does create chances. He, he Six shots. Yeah, but... Uh, but once uh, again, no end product. No end product, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting if he if he can get a run, of, a run of goals because he has everything but goals in him, you know, or even if he can just be a bit more clever with the ball. If he put, I don't know if he is. If he put in extra work on the training ground, who knows? Like he, like he, he has it there. Like it's in his hands. If he wants to make that yeah. leap forward, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but you have all the facilities available to you. If you want to stay an extra hour on the training ground, an extra two hours. If you want to go to the video analysis and get clips on your game to improve, he can. He absolutely can, and. Why players in those situations don't want to improve is maybe they do, maybe they are doing it, but I don't think they are because we would see results then. Yeah, and so often we don't see results. He, he's clearly rated by, by making the Spain squad, the Spanish squad this year. Sergio Ramos didn't make that either. Though. Yeah, that was an interesting squad. I wouldn't hold a lot of weight to it, but yeah, well, well I agree well, with the Ramos exclusion. I think, I think just sum up on both those teams from that game Leicester and Wolves I think both are going to have similar seasons to last year Wolves 
are going to be not make the top half. Bottom ten. Yeah. yeah, and then I think Leicester last year was their chance. I don't think I think they're going to come. They're, they're I think they'll make another good push. I think yeah. you'll see them in and out of there for a while. But I think once come February March they'll be. A lot of other teams have improved compared to last year. Like Chelsea have obviously improved. Yeah. Liverpool. You know, have 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 Would you hope so? Hope which Liverpool don't have injuries. Yeah, obviously you want to have the best team maybe there possible. You don't. You just don't want me to have any excuses. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, not too many. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it while we're on the topic. Then Norwich Liverpool. Let's talk about the game. Then we'll go into what we think of the teams and their hopes for the season yeah I think what do you think of the game uh, the game itself I think it was Norwich looked like the same you know they have they have some decent quality attack and play now and again really reminiscent of the opening game two seasons ago wasn't yeah. it where they were exciting people liked them but then they lose 3-0 and, and they have good chances yeah and, and yeah just, they, 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 they can take them but their defence is just too weak like some the goals they conceded like the first Two goals, uh, Jota's goal and Firmino's goal. Yeah, like they both had so much space in the box. Like a, te- a newly promoted team shouldn't really be allowing that. So I think the game, yeah, Norwich, they do that. They hold their own, but then come the end of the season, they're they're still going to get relegated if they keep playing. They're going toe to toe, yeah, with teams yeah. like like it. It just like they just have that like that. The Liverpool players just have that extra second of you know they're that, big, that, that extra big, quality. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you know it. I respect Fark for because it, it gets him back up every year, and he gives it a go. But I, I do think they need to change, um, a little bit. To Echo's kind of like Bielsa, but not as nah, skilled, a bit more not as to it, yeah. yeah. And and Bielsa's team is a lot stronger, Better, yeah. a lot stronger. Than Max Martis. Aaron's still there. Yeah, I, I, I he was linked to Barcelona once upon a time. Forty million back in Barcelona was just buying everyone. <laughs> it's caught up with them now, you know. They they don't have any money left. I think the Billy Gilmore signing will be interesting to see because he he's was impressive now and again for Chelsea. Whether he'll make a difference in midfield, you a know? team that's not going to be on the ball as much. It'd be interesting. Todd Cantwell was excellent. Yeah, he's a good player. He was excellent. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not too sure if there's teams interested in him. I don't know, but he was really really good. Yeah, but I they watched the game. It's and interesting. He was excellent. I, I know it, it's it's hard to keep a hold of players, but to sell Buendia when you're going back up. I know it's probably money talks. Like it's real FIFA market though, isn't yeah. it? It's like you can just buy whoever. It's like yeah, Norwich probably the championship clubs are probably hit a lot harder last year with the pandemic. So yeah. thirty million for a player is hard to hard to turn down. But um, I've seen Norwich sign a few players. To be honest, I don't recognize any of them really at this stage. So, but they could turn. You never know those guys. They can turn out to be good. You know, you don't recognise any Brentford players, but they're all very good. <laughs> Stephen Tony, I think, yeah. is a cult hero in football at this stage yeah. in a, in England and Ireland. Yeah, of but then, you know, they scored two goals and he, he wasn't involved. So, <laughs> but he got man of the match. Did he? Well, oh, he did with Sky. That doesn't really count. But yeah. his his work rate, Connor. I watched the full game. It was excellent. Yeah, it was excellent. Don't count him out yet. I've kept oh, him out. I'm, I'm not counting him out. I'm just even I, Tony to get eight plus goals this season. <laughs> you heard it here first. I'm gonna just play really safe. <laughs> I suppose it's not get off topic. We keep it the come on. We discussed Norwich, Liverpool. What are your hopes for Liverpool this year? You know, let's I'm, talk about the match first. You 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 don't ask him the questions, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not happy. You think? Yeah, I'm not happy. 
I'm not happy. I'm looking at a stat here. XG, and I know XG, and a lot of these Norwich shots came when Liverpool were 3-0 up. But stats are stats, and the law of stats has to have to be obeyed at some stage. The people go on saying, oh, Liverpool were defensively punished last year or whatever. They didn't have enough. And that's true. Liverpool outperformed what they were expected to in defence last year. They conceded five less goals, I think, than what they were supposed to. So their, their defence actually performed better than they should have. So that's kind of getting a bit of leeway. Their expected goals was obviously far down, but the points Liverpool finished on last year was the points that they should have finished on, what their performances warranted. Nothing to do with stats, nothing to say with, oh, well, their stats were above what they performed at, so they should meet that again. Nothing like that. Liverpool got 0.3 more points than they should have, I think. Yeah. Liverpool's expected goals on Saturday was 179 that's okay, they were efficient. Like United in front of the net, but they scored a few less goals. That's okay. Norwich's were 1.33. With two, three star chances. See, I see the thing with that, though, is as, as I think we actually discussed this earlier in the week, about Norwich had two of their probably star chances. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. one sequence. So yeah. it can that can be a bit skewed, the stats a bit. XG is flawed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a cult. So, so that that would skew Norwich a bit because from watching the game, it's kind of um, it, it did seem like Liverpool were always in control. They were a better team. Um, Nor- Norwich looked threatening, but Liverpool were kind of Liv- Liv- Liverpool were comfortable. But Norwich threatened from my perspective. I I am very safe by nature. They threatened a little bit too much more than I would have liked. Some of Liverpool's counter pressing was excellent. Some of the way they played, and let's let's let's. Be honest, it wasn't Liverpool's starting lineup. Joe Matip was playing, he'll get injured in a week or two. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gomez, obviously, on the bench. The midfield uh, three was there. very interesting, very different. Uh, Chamberlain, Keita, and Milner. Keita was it? and Milner, yeah. Like I'd, all three of those would get swapped out, Jordi, eventually. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, sure, Henderson, sure. Fabinho. Like, that's. That's probably their starting three. Yeah, and look, they some of them played well. Thiago's going to play further forward this year. That'll be interesting to see when Thiago plays, when Fab covers midfield, Henderson does all the work and goes forward and comes back. And Thiago's going to play further forward at the tip, which is going to be interesting because we haven't seen Thiago really do that yeah. since I remember once when I was watching the under-21s. Uh, was it the Euros? Where he got top goal score? Or was it Morata? But Thiago got player of the tournament. It was in 2014 or something like that, or 2013. But it was really cool and Thiago was really good and that's when I was like this he could be really, really good. It'd be interesting to he's see. Never, he's never really performed as a senior player though. Like he wasn't really great for Bayern. He never really broke into the Barcelona team. No, with the Barcelona team he didn't, but Guardiola put a lot of faith in getting yeah. Thiago. He wasn't like he was a very good player for Bayern, but he wasn't like, you know, gonna start like not really gonna expect him to rule the Premier League or run games, like, you know. No, but I think it was for the case what was it 20 million as well they pay 5 million each year yeah yeah no it, it wasn't it was not a bad deal but I think I think just from saying that that Liverpool would be a better team and a Bundesliga team of the season 2016-17 and UEFA men's player of the year oh no 8th place sorry <laughs> still not bad uh, yeah I'm not Doubting he's a quality player, but I think Liverpool would be a better team with 
Henderson and Fabinho and then playing the four guys up top. Do you think they should play all four? Just this Liverpool style of play. I just I think Thiago is is kinda like putting a square in a or the other way around a circle in a square pattern. I think no, I, I think Thiago's I think Thiago's counter pressing is good. I think Klopp brought Thiago in because Thiago is really, really intelligent in terms of football. We talked about Pogba earlier. Yeah. Definitely I think I'm Liverpool fans might beat me up a bit for this, but definitely more class than Tiago in terms of playing, just technical ability. Well, I'm not saying Tiago isn't technically good. I don't but think that's even a debate. Pogba is on a different level. Pogba Thiago is excellent. Yeah, yeah. No, don't go wrong. There's some things that Tiago does that are better than Pogba. Maybe to a certain extent, just maybe in terms of just ball possession, keeping the ball, scanning for passes, things like that. I think Tiago is better, and that's obviously his his uh, conditioning in La Masia. But Paul Pogba is a more rounded player, but Thiago is a more adaptable player. Thiago, you can bring in, and he understands football. He sees it. He that's one of the reasons he moved to Liverpool. It's a complete culture change for him. He's yeah. gone from Guardiola to Bayern Munich. Okay, he went from he was with Guardiola at Bayern Munich, but then there was a change in that. Played similar system but different. Comes over. It wants to do it the same in Liverpool. We saw glimpses of it last season. I think we'll see it more this season. That could be biased as well, speaking. But I do think Thiago will do well this season. I think he'll play at the tip of the diamond. And I think that's what Liverpool's system will be. It'll be to attack from... So Liverpool started off with Klopp. It was the front three. And it was Sugar, do, 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 do. Oh, man, oh, man. And all that. And it was great. And it was brilliant when we beat City 4-3. I watched it at a little bar in Paris. That was fantastic. They all scored, didn't they, that night? No, Chamberlain scored again. He scored the oh, first yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, Mane and Salah scored. And Mane, Salah, Firmino. It was fantastic. Just yeah. after Coutinho left, yeah. Remember he barred John Stones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've just blocked that out of your memory, have you? And I just remember us winning the league. Hey! <laughs> and the Champions League. No, we didn't win it. Oh, yeah. We knocked you out. Um, but. Was that that season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 17 18. Yeah, but you didn't win the Champions League. <laughs> it was the no, no, year, the no, we, we won it the next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you won it the season after that then. No, we didn't. We've never won it. Oh, okay. Good. That's going to be the quote now <laughs> when we put it on social media. <laughs> We've never won it. Connell confesses all. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I'm, cur- I'm curious to see what will happen with Thiago, but I just don't, I just don't rate him. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Liverpool, remember they were saying they attacked through their front three. And then remember the season after, or was it the season after that? 17, 18, 18, 18, 19, yeah. Robertson and Alexander Arnold were brought more into the play. So yeah. they attacked more to their fullback. So they had two options, but they were lacking in midfield. Thiago offers a great combination. Not that he's going to get the ball and bring it up like Coutinho, you know what I mean? And yeah. actively travel with the ball. But Thiago offers a great link for fullbacks to play the ball through midfield more, whereas Henderson, Milner, and Wijnaldum, they, they, I thought they were brilliant, but they got labelled, and rightly so, because when you do look at stats, it somewhat backs this up, that they were mainly sideways and backwards passing. Not much progressiveness. Thiago offers progressive passing. I've seen Thiago come onto a pitch before and give the ball away more often than those guys. 100%, but context is everything. That's what I was just actually talking about this in the podcast today with someone from player stat data, Colin Brett. And he said, context is everything. He said, he said a League of Ireland player came on and had 45% passing ratios, but some other lad had 100% or 90%. He 
he said but the 90% lads was passing it backwards and sideways Liverpool will keep the ball more often than not they yeah. will more often than not against most teams City an exception Manchester United will be tough but Liverpool against most teams in the Premier League will keep the ball Thiago offers them an outlet in terms of playing it through midfield and progressing that ball into the final third and allowing the fullbacks to get up whereas Henderson not all the time I'm being harsh on Henderson but just most of the time will get the ball and Thiago will lose the ball more than Henderson Milner uh, Fab even maybe Keita but he will play more key passes he will get more passes into the final third it's the way it was for Bayern as well but he will lose them of course when you are playing more risky passes you are going to forfeit the ball more but it's about the two that work yeah. and that's why context is everything I so I won't, I won't sit here and let you bully Thiago like that okay I appreciate your enthusiasm towards Thiago <laughs> we'll, we'll see how, how it turns out um, one thing I've learned is you find it very difficult to say a bad word about a Liverpool player. Um, no, I said loads of bad words about Liverpool players, and what I'll talk about before we move on is Burnley Brighton. If you uh, want to talk about this game, why? Um, I saw saw this one, and, and you know Brighton were a team that really interests me this year because last year they seriously and. I presume your XG will probably say they seriously <laughs> underperformed. They should have been doing a lot better. If you just watch the matches, they were on top a lot, always ended up losing. I, I know I said once again, your XG might prove me wrong. But no, you're this, right. This, you're, is, you're, this is one game where I looked at and I was like, Burnley are usually a team that are on the other side and Brighton are a team that aren't efficient. But Brighton were very efficient at the weekend from what I saw and Burnley missed a lot of chances and were quite attacking so, yeah, it was the other way around. Yeah, it was just it was just, like, just an. In, I just thought it was worth talking about this game because it was the opposite of what you'd expect from both of these teams. If you know, um, and if Brighton can start outperforming their XG, then I know they could could run for the top half finish. Like, like we know. said, the law of statistics that has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. You you know, actually, Brighton finished twenty points under what they should yeah. have. Brighton should have. Brighton finished sixteenth last year according yeah. to the XG table. They should have finished fifth. Yeah, they should have finished. It, it still is good down to well, as it, there's flaws in that system because they don't really have a top quality striker. Of course, but I'm not saying they'll finish fifth. But if they oh, can yeah, get no, into the top, think top half, yeah. Oof. But I do. It's it's interesting. Even though he misses a lot of chances, I do really rate Maupay. I think he's. I like Maupay. Yeah, I think he's a good player, and and Welbeck, even though he's just going to spend half the time on the injury table, <laughs> he he was a good player when he played for them as well last year, um. So. If, if they can get those two scoring goals consistently because they have some good players like Welbeck won't score goals I think Maupay will if Maupay outperforms what is expected of him yeah. if Welbeck like look if Welbeck gets 7-8 goals yeah. that's great for him I don't think it'll happen and our boy Aaron Connolly will he <laughs> I don't know what to make Kenny's him. kids yeah he'll be, he'll be down to the championship I'd say this time next year <laughs> if Brighton start performing well I don't think he's going to yeah, yeah he's going to play. You know. I hope he does. Look, we, oh, I hope he does. Like, Obviously, we want to support our own, but l- let's see. He's a limited. He's limited. Is the best way. He's he's he could be good. He just uh, I, I, I don't know. He's probably Ireland's best striker at the minute, which is probably worrying. But <laughs> I'd like to see him do well, and he, he might be good with a run of games. But look, he'll be he'll he'll be excellent at some point. What age is he? He's only twenty two, isn't he? Twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, something like that. He's young. Yeah. He, he could come good 
how Bob, let me just you talk about Brighton let me just check his goals last season yeah. because but yeah no I, I, I know we've talked, talked about Brighton but let's go back to Burnley on this situation is towards the end of last season as well and based on the game the other day it, it looks like Sean Dyche is is bored of his defensive tactics they've, they've been having some very interesting games like they beat Wolves that's no way to live though is it yeah I, I, I don't know whether it'll come back to bite him because they lost at the weekend say because they, they have been quite expansive remember they beat Everton sorry just to interrupt you on Bur- boring Burnley there yeah. no well exciting Burnley now <laughs> Aaron Connolly scored two goals last year in 17 games oh he was very oh he's only scored like he's like three goals a season yeah I think he's going to say five Premier goals yeah. and two of those were against Spurs in that game like you know that is yeah. his outbreak like you know he's only scored three goals I'd look I'd, I'm, I'm me more than anyone I'd love to see an Irish striker kick on and just even get the eight plus goals it's yeah. be class 10, sorry, 10 plus goals, double digits, get in there. 8 is just usually the magic number for, okay, he's kind of a Premier League striker, but 10 plus goals, yeah. just show, show some real quality. Look, he's a better player than yeah. most people in Ireland, but uh, it'd be nice to see. Anyway, we'll move on away from that. Yeah. Let's talk about Super Sunday. What a game to start off. Yeah. Newcastle West Ham. I know you said earlier in the week that this is a game you were surprised, but if you look at West Ham last year, I think David Moyes has this sort of persona around him that he's a negative manager. But you give him football lessons now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think that uh, West Ham, I don't know why, but they are very exciting and sometimes they don't line up very excitingly. But some of their attacking players, I think, are very, very good. Like Antonio, Benrama, Bowen. I think Fornals played at the weekend as well. And even Sajcek, who plays beside Declan Rice. I think he scored again. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I know it's from yeah, the penalty. From penalty but, but, yeah. but I think West Ham, yeah. David Moyes is... I don't think they do well? I think they'll have a similar enough season to last year, depending... Top 10? I think last season was weird because of the pandemic. Obviously, there, it was a lot of unknowns. Um, it'll depend on other teams, I think, how good the traditional top six plus Leicester are. I think they have the capabilities to do well. They've, I think they're, I think that's what happened. Is David Moyes has realised they had a lot of attacking talent and he's just... Adapted. Adapted and said, well, like, I can't... Same as what we were talking about Tuchel earlier in that sense, where it's like... I have to just get them all in because they're it's the best yeah. way to win, and score four goals against Newcastle. They will be, I know they're they're another team that could be facing relegation this year, but they're usually quite tight defensively, you know. And and then yeah. this time seemed to give them a bit of a, a battering, like you know. What do you think of Newcastle? Where do you think they'll finish? I just I said they're kind of like I compare them because we didn't really talk about them when we were we were talking about the Chelsea Crystal Palace game. I compare those two teams quite similarly, where I never think they're doing well. But they're never really in danger over the last three years. Newcastle have a lot of quality. I don't think they'll go down. I, I don't think they will either. But I always think like, if I'm if a team's playing Newcastle, I always fancy them to win. Say Maxime looks yeah. out of this world. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's very weird. He looks. He looks. He looks too good for Newcastle. <laughs> how no one's picked it. There'll be how, how often do we say that though? There's always yeah. a Newcastle player who looks too good for Newcastle. Johan Goodbye. Yeah. And um, Ben Arfa at a certain stage when he was there, not really. Um, who else was there? But Colin Wilson is very, very good. Well. Sissoko when he first came in. Um, who else was too good for Newcastle? He's a Newcastle player, but he looks bah, too good. Papi <laughs> bah, Papi Cisse when he first came in. Somebody else was there. I just can't think of them. But they made a big move somewhere else. Joe Willock. <laughs> Joe Willock. 
he'll be interesting signing for him. Almiron, I, 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 Almiron looks pretty good. He, he just, he just doesn't score. Just needs to add a bit of end product. But he, yeah, yeah. look, he it looks, could happen. He looks, he looks good. In, he looks dangerous. He's a Premier League player. I don't think there's anything yeah. like that. Stop trying to delay the conversation. Anyway, going to the next game, which is Manchester City versus Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I know I, I, I structured my, my discussion on the podcast around um, <laughs> you know, teams not having the full teams out so I can use that same excuse uh, for Man City <laughs> I think I think Man City are, are it's it, you know Spurs played them at their game against a City team that weren't quite out of it I kind of had worries after watching the Leicester game last week in the Cooney yeah. I thought they were quite flat um, it was kind of like just putting players out there you know, as you, you made the point earlier about Guardiola has a team where they know extra positions, that guys not playing in their usual positions, which meant they just weren't as fluid as they usually are. So I think Spurs, and fair play to them, they played very well. They capitalised on that. Um, a City team just weren't at the races. Yeah, and they were set up for that City team, didn't they? Yeah. They're a really good counter-attacking team. I think, game, I think Lucas Moore was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He was yeah, absolutely really, brilliant. Really, yeah. Bergwijn was Bergwijn very good. Lucas well, Moore yeah. was excellent and he is capable if Messi did that people would be causing scenes but no genuine yeah. he was unbelievable yeah and Jack Grealish had you have to get this goal for us are you worried about Man City yeah I, I, I you know it's it, you've seen them win a lot of Premier Leagues recently and you know and they could win it again Actually, last year was a bad start as well yeah. I think it's way too early yeah I, I wouldn't base a lot on that game I think if you know it, it's it's hard. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I thought I didn't. I think also that that game and I, I, I Spurs. I don't think Spurs really deserve to win. I think a draw would have been a fair result. Well, according to expected goals, Man City deserve to win. Yeah. So I think Man City just you know Mares missed a good chance in the first half. Sun's goal. There's a few good chances that uh, City players missed. And Sun's goal. I don't know what Diaz was doing. Um, <laughs> and it just fell. So you know. I, I might be micro analysing because you know it's, it's Man City and, and I kind of trying to justify the loss but I, I think they were quite unlucky to lose don't think they deserve to win but um, I wouldn't be worried too much they left themselves too open to say they deserve to win I think but I don't think they deserve they, to lose but they also had Ake and Mendy out there which I know do they need Kane? No. or does Kane need City? I think, it's, I think it's more of that I think Kane will oh, and obviously make Man City a far better team. I think they can manage without him. Um, they can manage, of course. You make yeah. make any team in the world better, but yeah. I think Kane needs City more than City need Kane. I think. I think. I think once, you know. I, I should they have got a striker though? Why did they spend a hundred million on Grealish? That one, yeah. That I'm, I'm as a City fan, I'm, I'm quite puzzled about that. I don't understand that. I don't think he's the kind of player we needed. I thought when they signed Grealish that that was the end of the Harry Kane thing and Pep was going right we're a team that plays with a false nine you know yeah. and he could play De Bruyne there Grealish can go to the De Bruyne role Gooningen still playing he can play up there Torres can play there Sterling but and the then Kane, the interest in Kane just persists yeah that, that so I did it was Pep, weird for a week or so I was like oh they got Grealish because you know he's like right we, we're there's no striker out there worth the money like that they're yeah. being offered like you know Haaland and Bappe they're too expensive for the difference they'll make to a Man City team I know Harry Kane would make say a massive difference to Man United because you know they're just not at the same level as oh as it would, it would catapult them up yeah. levels of course so yeah. the, the level City are at it's kind of you know 
the Grealish one was a lot of money, and I think he will improve them, but slightly, you know. He will improve. Grealish is an excellent player. You look at the stats. I know I keep going on about stats here, but you look at players who are most influential on their team. And the top three in Europe were number three was Lewandowski. I know I'm going about this in a roundabout way. Number one was Messi. And number two was Grealish on Aston Villa. I think Grealish will do really, really well at City. I think, look, I think debuts are overrated. They will do well. I think City will be okay. I hope they don't retain the league. Hopefully, when we come back and do this next, uh, the next week's podcast, we'll be talking about a City team in crisis. That's my hope. That's what I'm praying for, but I don't think so. When Norwich actually take their chances next week. <laughs> <laughs> XG has to level out. But, uh, Let's talk about... Unless you have anything more to say on that. I just wanted to kind of sum up by saying it. Say they're the best team in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I'm also just to add the Kane thing to finish up. The fact that I know I think you want to talk about this later, but Spurs, apart from Martinez, have not been linked with another striker, which makes me think they're quite confident of holding him because... Yeah, he'll stay. He'll yeah, stay. I think he'll stay because... He's, he's time to three Spurs, Spurs, yeah, they played well at the weekend, but they can't... They're not going to be... That's not going to work every week playing three No, years. no, they can't do that against yeah. Norwich, who are going to sit behind... No, no, Norwich, they're going to yeah. do that against Burnley. Maybe not this new Burnley, but <laughs> a team that's going to sit behind the ball, Lucas Moore is not going to get that much joy. Yeah, probably won't no. even start in those games. Yeah. Let's talk about... I know Brentford Arsenal are there, but I don't want to say anything about that. I really don't. I, just, I think we should acknowledge Brentford. Brentford excellent, well done. Yeah. But Arsenal, is, and what can you say? Same, same kind of thing is just, you know, Brentford brilliant. Aubameyang, Lacazette missing. It is, it is always going to weaken a team. Um, weaken a team to the point they're losing to a new league. And I don't mean even losing. I don't mean getting yeah. caught out like maybe Liverpool against Burnley last year where they're on top and then all of a sudden there's a counter-attacker. Or City against Leeds, where it's kind of, or even a game where it's like, oh, it's 50 50. Leeds well, Brentford, kind of Brentford coming on. Battered them, yeah. Brentford battered Arsenal. I yeah. watched that game, and Brentford oh, did yeah. an absolute number. XG, here we go. <laughs> this is the XG podcast. Brentford 1.89 expected goals, Arsenal 1.02. I know it doesn't sound like light years in the difference, but when you're talking about a team that just came up and a team that is shouldn't be now but according to their own fan base should be finishing in the top four yeah their team doesn't have the quality to finish in the top four compared to the other teams around them and yeah I, I think yeah I just don't think they're what can you say about they're at, they're not really there's not a whole lot to credit to Brentford you know yeah credit to Brentford and you know what I, I know and this is one thing we talk about a lot is the Brentford project is going to be really interesting because I let's never, see how this pans out. I, let's see. Maybe yeah. Brentford will put over City. Maybe they'll put over Liverpool. Maybe they'll just keep doing it that's, and doing it. And Arsenal won't look so bad. Yeah, and well, let's just talk the, about the, now. The point I wanted to make, just the one point I wanted to make about Brentford is how long will this honeymoon phase last? Great for them being Premier League. Great win. The players, they're all a lot of unknowns. So let's just see how let's they handle the pressure. I think they'll be safe. We should have a bet now. I, 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 I'm I, looking I, in your eyes. I, I, you I, want them to go down. I you think they'll go, go down. down. You just, think they'll go I'm down. Afraid. I do think they'll go down, yeah. I'm Let's put it now, okay. When Nando's on the line here, <laughs> Brentford are going to stay up this season. Connell, you say they're not. Okay. We're shaking hands. Bernardo Silva. Why can't Bernardo Silva play for a City's team regularly or enough to keep him happy? Where does he go and why? And maybe even how much? Um, yeah, to start off with, with the first point about why he'll want to leave, I think he wants to leave because he's simply he's not getting enough game time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he is at an age where he has he's had like he's been in City for four seasons now. He's won three three Premier Leagues in those years. Um, I know I would say zero Champions Leagues. Zero Champions Leagues. Yes, he hasn't been able to get that. Um, Maybe that's why he wants to leave. Go on. Um, So I think he's been a great player for City. He's in and out of the team, you know. He has had the the year where we beat Liverpool by a point to the league. (laughs) He was was robbed the player of the season, I think. (laughs) Yeah, no. Who got it? Van Dijk got it that year. He was no, but he was definitely. He was. was, Look, he was. He was one. He was probably one of the best players. He was definitely the best attacking player in the league. I don't think he's the best attacking player. I think that's what what kind of limits for. Oh no, sorry, because it's defensively he's actually going. Yeah, he's the best midfield player yeah, yeah. in the league. I, th- I think that's where we're talking about then he, why he doesn't get enough game time and why he internally wants to leave is because he doesn't work in a game where City are a lot of the ball because he can keep the ball well, but he can keep the ball in City. Like he was brilliant in the PSG Dortmund games. I've seen him play great Manchester derbies, great games against Liverpool, like the game. Go back to that same season, the two-one win that he had. The idea that he was by far the best player. In the yeah, game. he was fantastic. Yeah, he was so fantastic. He, he really suits those games, and he'll play all those games. But when it comes to it, City are going to start Mares, De Bruyne, Gundogan because they can get goals. Bernardo doesn't really get goals, you know. Yeah. So I think that's just comes down to game impact at the end of the day. Yeah. And and City would happen would happen to keep him. He's just he's one year left in the contract, so I think he has one year left. Oh, sorry, no, he signed a new contract actually a couple of years or a year or two ago. So I think he has another couple of years. God, I don't know why players do this to themselves. And they do this Kane, Bernardo Silva. Like, if he has three years left, like... I think he does, actually. I think Guardiola can just sit and laugh, point and laugh at him, like... The thing is, though, and I know a lot of people, and, and I'm not trying to say they don't, but City will, if they do sign Harry Kane, have to sell players because of financial... Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, they, they will have to find some ways, I know... But, they do have a bottomless pit, but there's regulations that means they can't dip into that every time. So it, I think Bernardo will stay if Harry Kane doesn't go. Doesn't go. Yeah. The same way you said, I don't think Bernardo would be particularly happy, but I think I don't think he'll be willing to sell. Can him. you see him going? He will go. Like uh, let's say I don't think he'll go now. Do you think he'll go now? I think it's the Harry Kane thing. I, I don't think Harry Kane's not going. Okay, so then I don't think he's going to go. He will go, though. It's eventuality, isn't yeah. it? The next season or two, probably completely revive himself this year. Where does he go next? One of the big two in Spain? See, see that's the thing. Is like Typically, I'd be like, Barcelona kind of, I think, would suit him. He's kind of... Um, even Real Madrid. I think that he'd suit that kind of the La Liga so more, more than the Serie A or the Bundesliga. But... Those teams are broke. They're not going to be able to afford it. Like, time, that I think they'll yeah, be okay. Especially yeah. Real Madrid will get Mbappe and they might look to add another one onto that like they did with Ronaldo and Kaka. They always look yeah. to bring someone in just to well, to bring Kaka in with Ronaldo was abnormal. But I think Bernardo Silva and Mbappe, I think. Yeah, and so think Bernardo... Madrid. Maybe even uh, Serie A team, Juventus. Yeah. I don't know, Juventus like picking up players like that. Inter are broke. Juventus maybe, yeah. Um, so I, 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 in terms of how much I I think City might have signed when he was 22, 23 and he's probably so 26, 27 coming up to his peak yeah so I think he is worth 40, 50 million you know at least it's funny because if he played if he just started every week he'd be more, worth more oh money. yeah it's, it, it's all perspective it's how much he's worth for the team so City could be happy to accept if a player wants to leave isn't in the starting 11 50 million I'd say for him you could, you could get if you pushed but they might be happy to take 40 because that's how much I think they paid for him so 
Yeah, and he has been a good servant. Do you think they yeah. give good grace and let him go? Yeah, and the fact that Pep kind of said, you know, he wants to leave. Will he cry when uh, Bernardo Silva leaves as well? I'd say so, yeah. About to finish you up really quickly, Todd, tell, talk to me about Barcelona and what's going on there and what do you think it's going to have on the impact of their future? Um, I, I, I always have kind of, I don't know, it's going to be a biased opinion. I kind of a, a smile when I hear this. <laughs> These clubs, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid, kind of going and the club, big clubs in Europe that are struggling for money now and this whole kind of fiasco and it's going to get into something maybe a bit, bit deeper but financial fair play is how can say all the clubs in England you know City and Chelsea would have been one of the heavily punished ones for their spending yet they're like oh it's fair play to make sure clubs don't go into tournaments like, they're completely fine well, what, where was Barcelona and Real Madrid like where was the how come they couldn't see that this was around the corner you know, it, it's looked yeah, at. It, and you it, look it, at their player wages as well. Yeah, like they're. How could that not? Well, when you right? consider everything, you look at Premier League TV rights, and it's it's astronomical compared yeah. to La Liga. And I know Barcelona and Real Madrid keep a bigger piece of the pie, but my God, but, but Premier League clubs are taking in more, and Barcelona and Real Madrid are spending, and their wages are. It's it's their brand, and that's where they get most of their money. And the pandemic just affects them bigger more than other clubs. Yeah, you know, they they rely too much. So I, I think, you know, it's <laughs> you look back a couple of years and no one would have foreseen a pandemic. So you can have some sort of forgiveness for clubs. Like, gosh, your Barcelona are taking in this amount. So yeah, they can give Griezmann 800 grand a week. But you always have to kind of be air caution and, and there just wasn't that. Um, and now they've lost like their single most important Do you think selling point. we will see Barcelona again? You know, when we say Barcelona, you think of... Uh, 10 11, you think of 08 09, even you the 14 14 15, the Neymar, Suarez, Messi. I like don't think of them that much. I, I wouldn't go straight to it, but in recent times, that was one of the best teams I've yeah. seen in recent times, you know. But do you, do you, are those days gone, or do you think Barcelona will always hold uh, a major attraction? Yeah, they'll, they'll always hold some sort of attraction, sort of but attraction. I'm talking major attraction. I, I, I'm not I talking think, Memphis to Pi, I think the Messi I'm talking Mbappe. Yeah, like they're talking Haaland. Like they took they took city scraps, like they took Aguero off us, like you know. Like yeah. I don't think I think it will take a long time. I think I do think like the likes of Man United, Liverpool, those teams will never fully go because there is that there's people who feel passionately about those clubs that will help them and will stop them from yeah. going to where they you know, they're not gonna drop Or heading. Yeah. <laughs> but um I, I think I I, I get your point that I think it will be a long time based on the transfers they made this summer you know they were okay and then I think just, just losing Messi is just that was all they were holding on to because that's the best player in the world huge. still wants to stay with you that's going to attract attention and of course now that he has to go sure look at Aguero like he's, he's suddenly now oh well I'm actually not a is Aguero person. playing for them or what um, he got injured which Another big dub for City <laughs> because that's why they got rid of him because he's too injured prone at his age. So he got injured for a few weeks, but there was talk there that you know some of the players were going to pull out their deals and because they weren't officially registered and you know it's just well, the it's just, just played now. So yeah, no, I I think it was all kind of false, kind of in the yeah. moment thing when he realised. Well, actually, I can't just do that. That would look so bad. <laughs> but there was talk of that. So yeah, I think Barcelona will be a few years before they're back, and it, it's I hope so. It's important, like one person that they're gonna have to keep, and I know he's not probably. He said probably say fairly certainly won't reach that level, but he gotta keep that Pedri fella for a few years. He what can be the building block. 
Yeah, he got injured, so I haven't seen it as much as him. Them. I haven't seen as much as him, but they could be like, you know, the Iniesta or the the kind of the yeah. Messi, the, you know, I'm not saying... Well, they're not going to reach a level, but they're, 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 it's the about building blocks. Them. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what they really got on. They had like a base of like five or six players that loved the Come club. Come to play with Messi. Yeah, but, Come the, to play but, with but they had five or six players that, yeah, that were the spine of the club, that loved the club, didn't even think about leaving, and then they built... Like they had like Eto and then they had Henri and these guys just plugging in the gaps around. We us. need to wrap wrap it up soon, but like for a few years for those squad players, it was almost like for players who never really played like Alex Song, like Vermalen. Not Henri Vermalen, like I'm not gonna say Fabregas, but he didn't really do anything there, so maybe even Fabregas, I don't know, that could be a bit controversial. I know he did play, but he didn't really, he left them two, three seasons in there. Never won a Champions League with I don't know, who Maxwell. Else was there? Maxwell. Well, Max, oh yeah, Maxwell came. Um, was Adriano there? Adriano, mm. those guys. Those, those players who were really good, but you know, yeah. they're squad players. It was almost just like a, even Polino when he came, uh, like a, an attraction, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, oh, come play with Messi and Xavi and Iniesta yeah. for a few years. You won't play, but <laughs> you'll be there. <laughs> you'll come to train with them, and you'll get to see them every day. So that was, uh, yeah, that was that was weird. It was a weird time for football. I'm glad it's over anyway, because players like that shouldn't be wasted. They, some of those players have come into Premier League teams. There you go. Well, he went from Spurs to China, China to Brazil. Or back to from China to Barton and then back to China. Back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know if he's in Brazil now because I know China's bust. Tell me, last uh, topic, just something random to finish up for finish up on. Do you think Tammy Abraham will do well? We'll keep it quick, but do you think he'll do well, Aroma? I think it's a it's a lot of money. I don't know if forty million is worth it for Tammy Abraham. I think he had he's a he's a good player. I. I you know, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure what Roma's state of play are, what their ambitions are as a club, but I know for... Well, Mourinho's in, so... Yeah, I suppose be, maybe I know, maybe. I know we can say Mourinho, whatever, but if a team... Oh, he's an attractive um, manager, For the, for the maybe, next yeah. five years, or three to five years, Mourinho, if a team gets Mourinho in, they mean business. Yeah. For the next three um, to five years at least. I, I think I would have liked... You know, I, I'm kind of disappointed he went to Roma because I, I did think he was a, a decent player. I would like to have seen him get it. You know, thirty-eight game season in the Premier League. I like the Roma move. Do you think he do well? I, I'm not saying he won't. I'm I'm saying like that I would have liked to be more kind of. I'm not going to watch Roma's games every week, but no, it's cool for it's bad for us to be able to watch him. But yeah, but Jesus, we look at the stats online in six, seven months time. We're talking about Tommy Abraham, and he has seventeen Serie A goals. Yeah, it sounds real sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like whoa, you know what I mean? And it's it's not. It could happen, you know what I mean? Going back like Lukaku in a few years now. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. I don't think he'll be on that level. But oh no! But he, but everyone who's trained with him said he's he's excellent. No, he's, and the fact that he's made this move, he got he got fifteen, sixteen series power to him. Two couple of seasons ago, didn't he? Like you know, yeah. Lampard's first season. So once again, just to finish off, Connell thinks Tammy Abraham's going to drastically fail, <laughs> 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 and I think he's going to smash it. Connell, thanks for coming on. No, I'm happy to involve a good conversation. Yeah. You know. Stay tuned for more arguments next week. And even when Jeff's here, he'll be able to break us up. Me and Connell have kept it very PC this week. And next week when we argue more. We need more, a referee next week. We need a referee next week. This was some light sparring. Yeah. <laughs> next week is the real bell. Thanks so much, guys. And tune in to the E-Coach Club for one ninety nine per month. 
to see more coach education content. Thanks. Uh, I'll just get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>